Show. The Markets. Currency, though, despite all of the concerns and the worries and everything else around what's happening in the medium-term budget policy statement, the RAND continued to strengthen today. Sibonisa Ngomalo is the head of Old Mutual Equities at the Old Mutual Investment Group. It's kind of weird to see the RAND trending stronger and stronger on a, a daily and weekly basis, Sibonisa. Yes, Bruce. But before we get to the RAND, let's just go through the market and then we'll come back and talk and oh, talk all right, about then. the RAND in South Africa. Yeah. I mean, that's where, uh, that's where your head is? We do that. We do that. So, Bruce, if we look at the market today, I mean, uh, generally just under 1% down. Very weak day. Actually, no volumes. Nothing really is happening out there. I think we're waiting for the medium-term budget, um, and the Americans are waiting for, for voting. So the market looks lackluster. The commodities, the gold, yeah, they're flattish. Some of them are down. And then the platinum, again, we've seen some action in platinum. And so generally something flattish in the resources sector. Financials after a great run. I mean, last week the financials actually had like about 14%, the South African banks. So they were down today. Um, and so were the insurers. And then in the industrials, again, uh, nothing much there. Pick and pay and outperformer last week, that. Um, given some of that back today, um, and again, even the hospitals, which were performed strongly last week again. So, unlike last today, uh, nothing much happening, but waiting. Now, coming back to the RAND, then, because we've seen the RAND strengthening. But a lot of it actually has got very little to do with us, as in South Africa, a lot to do with the, the dollar. Um, weakening versus other emerging economies. Because as the U.S. Um, government keeps talking about stimulating the economy and throwing money at the economy, they effectively then are also weakening the U.S. dollar. And so therefore, because we look at the rand relative to the dollar, um, it's really got very little to do with us as a country. And, and so therefore, we're just getting a benefit. But the one thing, if we look at our trading statistics, um, we actually are, because of the slowing in our commodity exports, we generated a very large surplus um, last month. And so, therefore, there are some factors that suggest that the rent must strengthen. Uh, but a lot of it, I think, has got to do with the weakening dollar. Yeah, what are you, how are you feeling about the medium-term budget policy statement? What's your sense of it? I mean, certainly markets do, I mean, especially the performance of, of SA Inc. shares over the last month or so, suggests it's not all over yet. The fat lady has not yet sung. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's a difficult one because the government has basically, as a country, if we, we need to accept one reality. One reality is that we've run out of money. So we are highly indebted and something has got to give. And so like an individual, if you had to look at the country, you've got two choices. It's either you figure out how to raise revenue, which is what you were talking about in terms of taxes just before I joined, or you need to cut expenses and manage expenses. And, and if you start on the revenue side of it, um, I think the president in his recovery plan, when he came out and talked, you know, he talked about infrastructure, about spending a trillion. Okay, now that, that's good. That's interesting. It'll spill over to companies like Wilson, Bailey, and Raubix. That's good. But again, and then they've obviously dealt with spectrum in terms of the auctioning spectrum. They'll get about $15 billion next year in March. And again, that's good for the telco companies. It's good for the country. But the things that they really need to do, the actions that we would really make a difference, is that they started privatizing some of these state-owned entities. Because those are real billions, and those would really make an impact. And so that for us is what we're looking for, but we're afraid here that there are lots of plans, but the hard decisions, Bruce, are not being made yet. And so if we come back to the expenditure side, we're expecting to see some discipline from the government, especially in terms of, if you look at government expenses, most of them 
um, dominated by interest payments and government wages um, and also um, government wages and then welfare expenses. And so if those increase by more than inflation, which is what has happened um, over the last few years, that's not going to be a good sign. So we're going to need to see discipline, the government coming out, basically also then against the unions saying, hey, we've got to curtail our expenditures. We've got to cut back on our expenditure. That's what we need to be looking for. Those are the signs that will say, you know what, something's heavy. And one last point on that, Bruce, if you think about the private sector, private sector employees have gone through a really tough time this year because a lot of them have taken salary cuts. A lot of them have become unemployed. But government employees actually haven't suffered the same fate. And so, therefore, I think socially there's a capacity to actually take some hard decisions. And so what are we expecting for the budget? Evidence of hard decisions. That's what this country needs. At some point, we've got to pay the price to secure a better future. Otherwise, if we don't pay that price today, that future is not going to be so bright. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I really do. I think it's, uh, it's really important. I mean, when we look at companies, for example, um, the IDC, the Industrial Development Corporation, reporting a nearly 4 billion rand loss. I don't know if you had time to go through those results. But that was before the lockdowns really kicked in. That was to the end of March. I hate to think what's happened to them since then. I'll be asking the CEO what has happened, uh, and he may be able to give me some sort of insight onto it. But my great goodness gracious me, I mean, what an absolutely horrendous performance to the end of March, and it's got worse since then. Yes, and I mean, I think the key is also we've got to think about what's the mandate of the IDC, which is to Industrial Development Corporation, which is out there to support um, development of the nation, so it will fund um, entrepreneurs and, and people who will create employment in the nation. The problem with those loans um, is actually they're risky. And so when the, com- when the country closes down and shuts down, um, then there are question marks about, hey, wait a minute, can people pay those loans back? And, and, and so, therefore, that's where the issues come in. Now, being a government um, entity, then the government, actually, the, the buck stops with the government. And so the government has to stand and backstop all of that. And I think that that's where the risk is that in terms of the government balance sheet is already weak, and there are lots of demands on it. SAA is a demand on it. So as a private person, I look at this and I say, I don't understand why we need to have an airline. That, that doesn't really do or add any value to us as a country. If we have $10 billion to bail out an airline, surely we can have $10 billion to invest in something that will add value to society as a country. And again, that's a question. It's the same as the IEC in the sense that, yes, it performs a good function and actually has added value of a society over a long time. But again, at some point when you have run out of money, as our country has, You've got to start making some hard decisions. And so to us, the, 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 the rope is stretching. And we don't know when this is going to snap. But when Tito stands up in those shoes of his, he's going to say something. But he's going to say something hard. And, and at some point, we've just got to pay the price. And so that's what we're looking forward to. Mm. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but that's what we're looking forward to. Well, that's what we're looking ahead to rather than forward to. Because yeah. forward to implies it's going to be happy. Um, famous brands, they... Their um, six-month results coincide almost perfectly with lockdown, and it tells you what a mess it was. I mean, their profits have almost halved. Yes. Bruce, I mean, I think famous brands, obviously, they, Steers, and Debonairs, and and all of those companies. And so, therefore, when lockdowns happen, well, nobody went anywhere. And so, revenue is down basically 50% on a comparable six-month basis. They've made a loss. And again, it's a company now, all of a sudden, they operate in South Africa. They also operate in the, operate in the UK, which suffered similar um, issues. 
And, and, but when we really look at this, we must look at the statement of cash flows because cash is king. And when we look at their cash, I mean, the cash um, went negative. And so, therefore, this is a company that shows the evidence of how tough it was for the private sector. Um, because this is a solid business that's been able to grow its earnings over a very long period of time. Um, and the market loved this particular company. But all of a sudden, you say, well, nobody, as we say in our industry, nobody modeled that a company would have zero uh, revenue over a certain period of time. And so when that happens, that decimates balance sheet, it decimates cash flows and causes strain and forces companies to make some really hard decisions about their cost structure and where they're going. And I think then in looking at these results, geez, they're pretty ugly. Um, but the company's still around and the company's going to come back. Um, they've just got to make some tough decisions. And again, it comes back to what we said about the government. Is the government going to start doing the same? And we see one of the decisions that were interesting in this uh, famous brand. So famous brands bought Tushas um, a little while back. And then uh, in the middle of all of this, in 24th of August, they told us, well, they sold it back. If you look at the price that they paid for it and the price that they sold it back um, to the family, well, that, uh, that seems to have worked out well for uh, the, in Natasha. Um, of Tasha's. And so, again, tough decisions because you've got to simplify when times are tough and you've got to cut costs and you've got to make decisions that you don't want to make. Yeah, exactly. Take some pain. Siboniso Ngomalo, thank you. Ahead of Old Mutual Equities at the Old Mutual Investment Group.